Welcome to the Ed Milet Show. This podcast is for those who want to do more, see more, and be more. Welcome back to Max Out, everybody. I'm Ed Milet. Let me ask you a question before we begin today. Do you have any sense right now, like you feel like you're just overloaded and you're overwhelmed with information in your life? Maybe you're having a hard time getting focused. You get distracted pretty easily. Maybe your concentration sort of suffers a little bit, your memory issues. Well, my guest here today is an expert on optimum brain performance, on learning, on learning quickly, and on maxing out your capacity to think and perform in your life. And it was really born out of some tragedy, out of some, some difficult events out of his childhood. He's turned those tragic events into becoming a world-renowned expert on brain performance. And today, I'm really blessed because I've been chasing this guy for a while. I've wanted him to share his brilliance with you, the audience. And I'm, I'm grateful that he's here today because we're about to change your life and change the way you learn, think, and perform. So my guest today is the great Jim Quick. Jim, thank you. Ed, thank you so much. I've been looking forward to this me, so much. Me too, brother. We've been... Uh, We've had great conversations off camera, and um, I'm so excited because I know there's some shows I know that we do that are inspirational, and then there are shows I know that are going to inspire, but also by the end of the program, people's lives are just measurably better, and they can perform better. And today is heavy note-taking. If you're driving in the car, you're going to want to hear it, but you're going to want to get back and listen to the video or something, too, to write the notes down we're going to cover. So let's just go back just a little bit because I want to give people context because I really believe life happens for us, not to us. Oh. And it's the meaning in our life of the events that happen to us. Not the event, but the meaning we take from it. And so you've become this world-renowned expert. You've worked with the Dalai Lama, Richard Branson, right? Some of the highest profile celebrities in the world, most successful business people. But it's ironic that that was founded out of a boy with a broken brain, right? right. And that was because you had fallen and hurt your head, is that right? Like a five-year-old? Or Tell us that story real quick. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I just posted this on Instagram today. I said, difficult times could define us, they mm. could diminish us, or they could develop us. Mm. You decide. Because ultimately, good. we do decide. Mm. And um, yeah, when I, I know, I'm such a big fan of yours. Thank you. And follow of your work. And, I, and first of all, before we get started, I, I appreciate everyone who's watching this. And what I love is you are the person you are on and off camera. Oh, thank and, you. And that, that, that means a lot to me, you know, mm. your, your humility because thank you're you. so accomplished. And so the reason why I'm excited about this is because I think this message we have to talk to people about mm -hmm. is, is so important because your brain controls everything. Yeah. Right? And when you see people see me on stage, they'll see me have a hundred people stand up and I'll memorize all their names mm. as they introduce themselves or a hundred words or a hundred numbers that they give me forwards and backwards. I've seen this man have a hundred people <laughs> give him two numbers out of sequence and he'll repeat back a hundred people's multiple right. numbers like this. And here's the thing. I always tell people, I don't do this to impress you. I do this to express to you what's really possible mm. because the truth is every single person that's listening and watching this could do that and a lot more. Oh my gosh. The thing is we weren't taught Mm. You know, if anything, we were taught a lie that somehow our our capabilities, our potential, our memory, for instance, our learning abilities, our intelligence is somehow fixed, like our shoe size. Wow. And it's absolutely not true. We've discovered more about the human brain in the past 20 years than the previous 2,000 years combined. Mm. And what we found is we've grossly underestimated our own potential, our own capabilities. Mm. And that's the thing. It's just because we weren't taught. And I really think the nature of the work that you do, that I do, that our community is really backing mm. is about transcending. Mm. It's about ending the trance. Wow. Transcend, end the trance, ending this mass hypnosis in media and marketing that's telling us that we're broken, yeah. that we need to be fixed, mm. that we're not enough. Mm. And I feel like that is what holds us back. You know, this, this illusion, if you will. Is that and, that's remarkable. Did you feel that way as a little guy? You know, when I was five years old, as you mentioned, I had this accident, yeah. uh, head trauma, brain injury, traumatic brain injury. After that, my, my parents said I was never the same. You know, mm. I became extremely shy, introverted. Mm. I had learning difficulties. I was labeled. And a label is tough, right? Yeah. You know, when you're put in special classes, um, I couldn't understand things. Mm. My, my teachers would repeat themselves four or five times. And I would pretend to understand. Yeah. Like sometimes we do as an adult. You know, mm -hmm. We have this imposter syndrome. We always want to yes. look good. We don't want to ever make a mistake, which I feel like also holds us back. Mm -hmm. In this space, the things you teach can affect someone's life like this. And that's what I love. So can we talk about some of those things? Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm just <laughs> fascinated. I, like, you, look at me, right? We only have an hour. I wish we had 17. But you said if there was one skill to master in the 21st century, yes, 
In your opinion, it is what? What would you say? Your ability to learn faster. To learn faster. I really do believe that if there was, let's say, let's say there was a genie mm -hmm. and they could grant you one wish, anything you want, yeah. most people would wish for more wishes. That would be the hack, right? If somebody <laughs> had you know, genies, Aladdin's going to be one wish, you ask for more wishes. Mm. But if I was a learning genie and I could help you learn any subject, any skill, you know, mm. anything, what would you want? Mm. What would you wish for? Mm. You would ask to learn how to learn. I did a program at Google, and I remember hearing this from um, the chairman said, the amount of information that's been created from the dawn of humanity, since human beings walked the earth through the year 2003, which is only about a decade and a half ago, mm -hmm. that amount of information is now created every two days. Oh my gosh. 48 hours online. Think about the blogs, oh. the podcasts, the social oh. media, that much content. Our brain, they say we use such a small potential of it. Yeah. We use all our brain, okay. but some people use it more efficiently than other people. But you talk an awful lot about the way we were learning 100 years ago is still right. the same way we're taught to learn. And a simple thing you said because almost everybody listening to this well I know they are they're listening to this it's a podcast right they're taking notes sure. they um, they go to seminars they take notes they're reading books and just a simple difference in the way we take notes even right. you have told I didn't even realize this but you're this is an old way to take notes there's a different way to experience even note-taking mm -hmm. can you give some Absolutely. tips on that so I, I recommend everybody takes notes mm -hmm. uh, of this specific episode mm -hmm. Um, because it boosts retention. People don't realize this. There's a learning curve, but there's also a forgetting curve. Mm. Science is saying that within two days, just 48 hours of listening to a podcast, reading a book, going to a conference, getting a coaching, 80% mm. of it, up to 80% is lost. Incredible. And that's, you know, as somebody who's investing time, energy, treasure into something, sure. to lose all that, you know, mm. so you want to be able to, to to hold that on. Okay. And so one of the ways of doing it is by taking notes. And we did a whole episode on proper note-taking and really one that's more brain-friendly. Okay. Most people, and what they found is the worst way of taking notes actually is verbatim. Which is the way I take notes. Yeah, verbatim, I, I used to. full, full yes. transcription. Mm -hmm. And they study this you know, at universities because they test people. Mm -hmm. They have people take word for word. And one of the reasons why is because there's just so much information. Okay. Right, you have 18 pages of, of word for word. You don't even know what's most important. Mm -hmm. But they found the best way of actually taking notes were, were more on keywords okay. and, and relevancy. So for example, one of the ways of taking notes that I recommend is taking a piece of paper and putting a line straight down the page. Okay. And on the left side, what I'm doing is I'm capturing information. Okay. Capturing. So we could talk about how to remember names and how to read faster and how to okay. learn skills faster, we'll how to that. change your habits. That would be on the left, that left hand column. You're capturing information. Okay. But on the right side, instead of capturing, you're creating. Mm. What does that mean? It means that you're writing, you're creating, and you're building on this. Mm. You're putting your impressions. So essentially, on the left side, you're taking notes, but on the right side, you're making notes. And there's a clear distinction, right, between just capturing information and actually create the creative process. Why does that matter? It, be, it matters because if you're, first of all, for focus. Okay. A lot of people, when they're listening to something, their mind will go somewhere else. They'll right. get distracted. So here, instead of it going somewhere else, it goes on the right side of the page, which is, let's say, left side, right brain. brain. Left okay. brain, right brain. Left brain is more logical and words and language and, okay. and uh, linear. But on the right side is your imagination, it's your creativity. Right. So your creativity could go there. The other thing is it forces you to ask questions. I believe that questions are the answer. Mm. Uh, I think it's the, the mm. essential for understanding, for critical thinking, for focus, mm. for learning. If you ever want to read something, and you, let's say people feel absent-minded. Yes. They forget where they put things. Their yeah. wallet, their purse, their, their, their keys, or sure. if not their keys, something larger like their car. You see the people in the finding, yes. they forget where they parked their car. Okay. They read a page in a book at the end and forget what they just read. Yes. They'll get a name from somebody and they'll just forget it right away. Yes. One of the ways to insulate that is to ask questions. Right, to ask questions about something. So for example, when I'm taking notes, I'll capture information on the left side, but on the right side, I'll write questions I have about what I'm learning. Mm. I'll ask myself questions like how I'm gonna apply it. You know what mm. my, the biggest challenge I have with the self-help uh, personal development industry is that there's this massive lie that's being spread saying that knowledge is power. Yeah. Thinking is the process of asking and answering questions to yourself. That's mm -hmm. why left and right page here matters. Everybody stay with us on that. That's all thinking is, that's all thought exactly. is. Exactly, okay. and you're capturing your thinking. And even the greatest minds out there, they, they journal, they, mm -hmm. they're always creative. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about Leonardo da Vinci or Marie Curie, like they, they had their journals are worth fortunes. Yes. Right, and it's, it's interesting asking this question, is it because they were geniuses 
And when I say genius, I don't mean IQ. Yes. I mean they're exceptional in their field, yes. right? Whether yes. it's sports, yes. whether it's technology, finance. It's a form of genius. Ge relationships, yep. interpersonal yep. skills, interpersonal mm -hmm. communication. Is it because they're geniuses that they're taking all these notes or is it because they're creating all these notes that make them geniuses, Boy, right? And so it's interesting. And so I like to journal. Mm -hmm. I think that that's extremely important. And the, the questions though, to take knowledge and turn to action, three main questions I obsess about. Okay. Number one is how can I use this? Okay. I ask this all the time because I don't learn for the sake of learning. I learn for the sake of some kind of benefit from okay. me or somebody I care about. Just so I'm staying with you. This would be the right side of the page as I'm taking some right. notes. Right. So I'm, yep. I'm taking notes, and I'm, but I'm obsessed about it. So even if I'm not writing it down, yep. even when I'm having a conversation with somebody or I'm listening, I'm in a conversation, how can I use this? Okay. And this is the creativity part. It's okay. like, oh, wow, these are all the ways I could use this okay. and apply this. The second question I ask religiously is after I ask, how can I use this? I'm asking myself, why must I use this? Mm. Why must I use this? Yeah. Because here's the thing, a lot of people know what to do, they don't do what they know. You can't come up with one reason, you're not gonna remember. Mm -hmm. Because reasons reap results. Okay. Reasons. reasons reap results. Reasons reap rewards, mm. right? Um, Simon Sinek, start with why. Yes. Right, yes. always get into this, so ask yourself why, and the questions, make a, that makes all the difference. So okay. first question, how can I use this? And okay. that's the creativity, you come up with all these ideas. Why must I use this? Okay. The reasons why. And then the third question I ask a lot mm -hmm. is, when will I use this? Okay. And I okay. think one of the most powerful productivity performance tools there are, are our calendars, mm -hmm. right? It's like our, that app, calendar app, or if you keep a physical calendar, that's okay. important because if it's not there, it's not real. Right. Right, you yes. schedule this in and then it becomes real okay. and it's gonna happen. 89% to 100% of the people listening to this struggle with remembering something basic like somebody's name. Right. Okay, so help us. So I know a little bit of that is what you just shared, that, that similar yeah. technique. So, I mean, in business alone, I can tell you, people's favorite topic is not their sports team or their children or anything, people's favorite topic is them. Right, and oh, one of their that. favorite their favorite sounds is the sound of you saying their name. Yeah, and uh, oftentimes, most of you in a business setting, you know this. The minute you've heard their name, you've forgotten it, like those car keys that you lose periodically. But you lose their name constantly, and so this concept that you just shared about association with something you already know right. is that one of the things you it would do to remember it, it, a name? It is. Here we go. Everybody. So here we go. This is, this is now. You want to take notes on this? I think one of the most important business etiquette, networking, you know, skills, if there mm. was one, is the, your ability to remember someone's name. Yes. Because how are you going to show somebody you're going to care for their business, their future, their finances, their health, whatever mm. it is you have to offer them, mm -hmm. if you don't care enough just to remember them? Yes. Because what's the message we send to somebody when we ask them for their name again two or three times? You're not important. You're not important, yep. right? And that doesn't matter what you say after that. Yep. It's 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 null and void, yes. right? And so people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. And here's the thing, and Maya Angelou said it beautifully, people won't remember what you say, they won't remember what you did, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Yeah. And that's going back to the emotion again, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so that caring is, is everything. Nothing mm -hmm. sells like caring. The truth is you could always remember that name. Okay. And then that's, so I'm calling you, I'm calling people who are watching this on their BS. Yes. You, when you say you're not good at remembering names, that's not true. Mm -hmm. You just remembered somebody's name. Mm -hmm. Why? What's the difference? You're motivated. So the M in Max Out, motivated. the M stands for motivation. Motivated. Okay. And I would say, how do you do it? Ask yourself questions. You could, you could elevate your level of motivation. You could ask yourself, what's my level of motivation to remember something or to learn this or to remember this name? You could say zero to 10, give it a number five. Well, and here's some, this mind hack. How do I, how do I, thought, a little thought experiment, how do I make it turn it from a five to a seven? Okay. What do I need to think about differently? Okay. Like how that person's gonna feel or the business I could create for them or just, you know, learning these skills better, okay. right? You know, I, Tony says, what, you know, what you practice in private, you're rewarded for in public, public right? Yes. And so this, maybe it's just a skill that you're practicing. So motivation. I remember I was doing a training in um, Silicon Valley and after I was done, somebody comes up to me, it was Bill Gates. And I asked him, like, if you could have any one superpower, what would it be? He's like, Jim, the ability to read faster. And Warren Buffett was like, I, I've wasted probably 10 years of my life reading slowly. Mm. And that's, that's why reading and speed reading is so important mm. because people spend about four hours processing information a day. You think about all the emails and the business plans and the books and all the stuff you have to process. Yes. If you could just double your reading speed and go from four hours to two hours, you save two hours a day. Whoa. What's two hours a day over the course of a year? Actually, let's say you just save one hour a day. Mm -hmm. That's 365 hours a year. Incredible. That's how many 40 hour work weeks? Nine. Nine. 
two months oh of productivity, more than two months of productivity is saving one hour a day on something ubiquitous like like reading. So that's why we do so much. Like for people out you watching watching this, I know mm -hmm. a lot of people are are, are entrepreneurs. They mm -hmm. have teams. The biggest line item, right, is is human capital. Yes, right, payroll for sure. And but if they're reading four or five hours a day, that means half of their salary is being paid to read. Right, so if someone's getting paid eighty thousand dollars, forty thousand just to read, that's why we train at Nike and Google and General Electric and all these individuals because that's that's the faster you could raise the collective intelligence of your team, yes. you know, the more that they can be competitive, Man. right? Yes. And so going back to this, the M is motivation. So I would always say, if you want to learn something new, check in with your motivation because here's the thing: all learning is state dependent. All learning is state, state dependent. dependent. This yep. is the thing: information combined with emotion becomes a long-term memory. We know that. Okay. And we're, we know this because ultimately, the expert's not always the person on the podcast or on stage. You are your own expert. Mm -hmm. So genius leaves clues. Okay. Genius leaves clues all the time. So when somebody's exceptional in some area, there's a method behind the magic, including for your own self. Okay. So you don't remember all names, but you certainly don't forget all names. Mm. Now, re go and deconstruct that, decode that. Usually the names you remember are names you're motivated to. Okay. You're somebody that is attracted to somebody, somebody that could be good for their business, yes. right? So yes. there's emotion there. So emotion tied to information becomes a long-term memory. Because here's the thing, you, when, is there like a song or fragrance or food that could take you back to when you were a kid? Absolutely. Because information tied with that emotion becomes a long-term memory. But here's the thing, ooh, back in school, ooh, ooh. back in school, what was the primary emotion we felt? Boredom, right? Bo half the room is bored, the other half is confused. But on a scale of zero to 10, what's boredom? Zero. zero. Information times emotion. If the emotion is zero, what's anything times zero? Zero. And you wonder why you forgot the presidents, the, the capitals, the, the periodic table, all the things yes. we learned in school because the emotion level was very, oh, was very weak. Oh, wow. Right? That's why entertainment is so, is so powerful because education, maybe empowerment is here. Entertainment is way up here because of that, that emotion. But when you can infuse emotion into the learning process, oh, yeah. and part of that is human motivation. Because I remember the second question, you know, we were, I was talking to, to Bill Gates about the, you know, he's like, reading is what I'd like to be better at. I'm like, I totally could help you with that because mm -hmm. leaders are readers, yes. quite clearly. Um, and on top of that, I was like, we we're talking about the future education. And mm -hmm. I was talking about, accelerated learning and he was talking about tools and technology and some and a bunch of crowd was 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 building and they said what's missing you know you have the tools you have the theory and we were like we came to the same exact conclusion motivation motivation right understanding human motivation why can somebody learn something not apply it yeah. you know to be able to get that benefit to yeah. be able to execute that and I, and I have a theory on that we could talk about okay. what why people procrastinate why why they put things off but going back to the emotional level okay. tap into the second H which is your heart okay. now the A, what I would say in max out, as mm -hmm. people are going through this, just a simple acronym, the A I would say is accountability. Okay. Accountability, and this is again, we haven't gone into the technique, but just owning it. Okay. Because most people are not responsible. They feel like, you know why? It's because mm -hmm. we were trained that way. Mm -hmm. We, I, I, I get to work with Elon Musk, and mm -hmm. I do trainings for him, mm -hmm. and, and SpaceX, the rocket science, a huge amount of information to be able to process, yeah. and be able to focus, and so on, and be able to retain and, and apply. And um, you know, he's building a world of electric cars with Tesla. He's mm -hmm. building a, electric cars and spaceships going to Mars, right. right? But the vehicle of choice for education is like a horse and buggy. How people yeah, learn is like yeah. a horse and carriage. And you wonder why you're falling behind. Right. And here's why. We all grew up with a 20th century education. 20th mm -hmm. century education prepared, prepared us for a 20th century world. And at the turn of the century, mm -hmm. it was working in farms and factories. Yeah. And here's the thing. It trained us just to consume information. A teacher would lecture and you would just consume information. Yes. But the human brain does not learn through consumption. It learns through creation. Isn't it interesting that school will teach you what to learn, math, history, science, mm -hmm. but important subjects basically, but not how, how to, learn. to learn. What were the classes on creativity, imagination, strategy, yeah. problem solving, yeah. entrepreneurship, critical thinking, yeah, right? Yeah. Where was the classes on listening, right. on, on emotional intelligence? Where were the right. classes on speed reading? Where are the classes on, on remembering, mm. right? Socrates says learning is remembering. Because mm. nobody, like I was, when I was at Google, they're like, Jim, but we have a search engine. Why do we need to retain all this information? Mm. Here's the reason is because, I'll give you a couple of reasons. Number one, your brain is like a muscle. It's use it or lose it. But people are suffering from digital dementia. This is the new term in healthcare. D digital dementia. Digital dementia, where we're so dependent on our smart devices. It keeps mm. our to-dos. It does, it, it does um, simple math for us. Yeah. I went to dinner the other night, and it was 10 of us, literally 10 of us, the waiter comes with the, with the check, and 
half of the 10 people pulled out their phones to divide the check yes. by 10. Yes. And if people are listening to this, they don't understand yes. why that's a problem, then yeah. that's the problem. That's the problem. Right? Because exactly. all you have to do is just move it, you know, the mm -hmm. decimal just one over. But we've been so dependent on it. So digital dementia is saying we're so dependent on, on technology mm -hmm. that we're not using this technology anymore. Man, like how many, phone, how many phone numbers did you know growing up? That's the amazing question. I was thinking, how many? I don't know my wife and children's phone number right. right now, and I can tell you, I know my best friend's parents' phone number from, from when I was then. seven years old. Isn't that insane? Is, right. And I, I don't. And I'm not suggesting people. Yeah. I don't want to memorize 500 phone numbers. Right. But we've lost the ability to remember one because entrepreneurs, you want your freedom. Yeah. Right. You know, you you set your life for freedom, but if you can't get yourself to do the things, you're right. Then you don't have freedom. It's the rub. Right. It's, exactly. It's the rub. And yeah. I, you know, and that's the thing. That's the paradox. Mm. If you just do the easy things in life. You procrastinate, you put things off, right? Mm -hmm. Then life is hard. Mm. But if you do the hard things in life, yeah. life becomes easy. Wow, so and that, and because you're building those muscles. And mm. what I'm saying, suggesting is mental fitness is as important as mental intelligence. The X is exercise. Okay. Exercise. And here's the thing. Physical exercise, good for your brain. Okay. We know this across the board. Physical exercise, Physical good exercise, for the brain. But I also, so people who are more mentally, uh, who, who, who work out, mm. they're more mentally fit. Right? Okay. They do better, better on focus, mental acuity, memory tests. Okay. They create, you know, when you exercise, you create uh, brain-derived neurotropic factors, yes. which is like a BDNF, yep. fertilizer for the brain, okay. uh, which promotes neurogenesis, neuroplasticity, new brain cells, new connective. People say like when they listen to your show, mm -hmm. if, they, if they're doing on an elliptical, something rhythmic, or they're going yep. for a walk, they'll retain it better. Wow. Right? Which okay. is so powerful. Just in being creative, okay. going for walks. Like Steve Jobs, mm -hmm. all his meetings were walking walks. meetings, that's right? right? Because that's when you're all the creativity is coming okay. out. So movement, okay. because we live in such a sedentary environment. Is that what you mean by learning is state driven too? Exactly, yeah. because movement changes your state. Your physiology okay. affects your psychology. Okay. And we live in a culture where sitting is the new smoking. We've all heard this mm -hmm. and we're not moving. The primary reason why you have a brain is to control your movement. People okay. don't realize that. The number reason you have a brain. And as your body moves, your brain grooves. Ooh. As your body moves, your brain grooves. Even the episode I did on morning routine, the 11 things I do every single morning, mm. um, my, my routine is basically focused around jump-starting your brain, yep. the science of momentum. Can we say one thing about that where we both agree, and you know the reasons better yeah. than I, we're both big, don't check your phone oh, for absolutely. a window of time. Just, I, I know we're gonna sidetrack here, yeah. but this is, a, this is a road worth going down just for 30 seconds. Tell them what you think about that when they wake yeah. up. And I, I know you're, you're an advocate mm -hmm. for this also, mm -hmm. that if you want to win the day, you got to win that first half an hour, yes. hour of the day, yes. right? But the worst thing you could do, everybody should, you know, has their to-do list. Mm -hmm. You should have a not-to-do list. And the top thing, that's what successful people do. Mm -hmm. Because that's the thing. As you become more successful, there's this opportunity stress. Yes. Right? You get more and more invitations to do Correct. more and more things. So you have to ha say no to good, so you can say yes to great. Mm -hmm. And what helps is having a, a not-to-do list. Mm -hmm. And on top of the not-to-do list, I would suggest don't touch your phone the first half an hour or an hour a day Three. and the last half an hour or an hour a day. Yeah. Why? Because when you wake up first thing in the morning from a brain yes. reason, you're in this alpha theta state. You're extremely suggestible. Mm -hmm. That's when you're most creative, mm -hmm. right? And you're incredibly, you're incredibly um, suggestible. Mm -hmm. If you pick up your phone, you're rewiring your brain for a number of things. Number one, you're training it for distraction. Mm -hmm. Every dopamine, mm -hmm. like every like, share, comment, cat mm -hmm. video, mm -hmm. you know, gives you a dopamine flood and you wonder why you can't focus yes. because you're trained to be distracted. Number mm -hmm. two, by the way, on, on my show I had uh, Dr. BJ Fogg mm -hmm. and he's he runs the Influence Persuasion Lab in Stanford University. Okay. And one of his students co-created, co-founded Instagram. The average person, I, I read recently, the average person opens up Instagram 150 times a day. So it's, it's addictive, yep, right? And, and, and if you're picking up, here's the thing I have with technology. When you pick it up out of habit, mm -hmm. like not for purpose, but just out of habit, yeah. technology is a tool you're supposed to use. Yep. It's right? using like, you. Like, exactly. Yep. And when, and when it, exactly, when technology is using you, who becomes a tool? Wow. Right? So we, true, beca we become the tool. Yeah. And, we, and here's so, number one, you don't pick up your phone first thing, it trains you to be distracted. Number two, when you're in that pressurable state, is what you talk about, it mm. trains you to be reactive. Correct. It trains you to be reactive. Mm. You know, all, your, all of a sudden, you get one email, one mess, voicemail message, it ruins yeah. your day, and we've yep. all had that. Yep. You know, it's just, you're fighting fires and you're on the defense. Okay. How can you build an incredible day with vision and, and you know, leadership yep. if you're just reacting? Well, to I wanted things? you to defend, I wanted, you know, defend is the wrong word, I wanted you to back that up with brain yeah. power, which is that you're literally training your brain to you're be a reactive You're rewiring your brain for mm. distraction and reaction mm. in, that, in that impressionable alpha suggestible. By the way, when we're talking about alpha, theta states, everybody's going to go above for a few people, yeah. but I just want to stay in there. There's different brain states that you're going to be in. And 
It is also true that most people are have a proclivity to wake up in a more worried state as well. And mm -hmm. part of that is I think it's the theta state. When you're in theta, you're in a state where you have the potential to be worrying more deeply yeah. than in other brain states. That's true, correct? So here's the thing. Um, there are four primary states, brainwave states, that we cycle through. Beta is when you're most awake and alert. Mm -hmm. We're in beta right mm -hmm. now. Delta is the slowest state. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're, you're asleep. Mm -hmm. That's a, a sleeping state. R right below beta is a state called alpha. Mm -hmm. This is... I would describe it as a relaxed state of awareness. Mm -hmm. This is where information, where your, your conscious mind metaphorically is set aside and you're just absorbing information. This is a great state to learn in. Yeah. When we train people to learn languages faster, mm -hmm. we put them into an alpha state. Mm -hmm. And you could do it through visualization, you could do it through deep breathing exercises, you could do it through uh, Baroque classical music. Mm -hmm. There's certain classical music that put you in a relaxed state of awareness. An alpha state is actually, if you work with a great hypnotherapist, They'll get you to change your beliefs or mm -hmm. your anxiety, test anxiety, or public speaking anxiety by putting you in alpha state through visualization, deep breathing, okay. right? Through soft nature music, whatever it is. They'll put you in alpha state and then they'll give you new things to say to yourself that you're, you'll readily accept because your conscious mind is set aside, which is really the, the critic, the squelcher. Below that is the state of theta, mm -hmm. between alpha and delta is the state of theta. So this state, what you're talking about worry, yeah. absolutely, because this is the state of creativity, Yes. right? You know what puts you into a theta state? Showers. Okay. Have you ever noticed when you're taking a shower, you yep. come up with all these great ideas? Yes. It's always when you can't write something down, yes. right? It's always when you see people memorize it. Yes. Um, I actually took six showers this morning just to prepare for this. <laughs> so I can be extremely creative, right? So, so awesome. this, this, the, the water washing over puts you into that really relaxed state where you become extremely creative. I was, I was working with Will Smith. And again, I'm, I'm saying these names, not to just name drop, mm -hmm. but because they become memory reminders and triggers. Sure. Because if I just talk about Bill Smith, mm -hmm. you'll forget the story. Mm -hmm. But if I say Will Smith, next time you see you you know, his movie, you'll, mm -hmm. it'll trigger that. So we were in uh, Toronto and he was filming from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And I was like, how do you do this? Like 2 a.m. in the morning, you're just waiting, waiting, waiting. Mm -hmm. And then director says, okay, let's do it. How, mm -hmm. do, you, how do you get prepared? How do you mm -hmm. get ready? He was like, Jim, I don't have to get ready. I stay ready. Yeah. You know, and I was yeah. like, wow, because yeah. you do the work. work. Yeah. I, I believe, Ed, like you, that ultimately the life you live are the lessons you teach. The O in max out mm. stands for observation. A lot of people say, I have a horrible memory, and it's their, they blame their retention. It's not your retention, it's your attention. <sighs> you know, I got to, the story I tell is, um, Come on, that was the great. second time I got to uh, I got to meet President Bill Clinton, mm -hmm. and regardless of people's political sure. ideology, everyone would agree he's got a lot of charisma. Of he's course. a great connector, a great communicator. Absolutely. What people incredible. don't know, he's got an incredible memory, an mm. incredible memory. Mm. The first time I met him was very very brief, but the second time he remembered my name, and I was like, okay, he was fed that by mm -hmm. security, and then he he remembered our last conversation. I was like, oh, nobody was there. Oh, he definitely remembers this. Mm. And I was like, you know, you know, I, I'm the memory guy. How do you do this? What memory technique are you using? Because I believe genius leaves clues. And he tells me these stories about his grandfather in Arkansas in the living room telling the grandkids all these stories, but he would do something different. Afterwards, he would quiz every single one of them to see if they're really paying attention. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's really went he went deep in that rabbit hole. Mm. And I would notice when he was explaining this to me, we're at we're at a a fundraiser, 2,000 people, and I was sitting right next to him at dinner. Mm -hmm. And it was like me, uh, Forrest Whitaker, who won the Academy Award, Richard Branson, Ashton table. Kutcher, Ashton Kutcher's twin brother. I put this on, on, on you know, Facebook. It. I've seen that crazy. on pictures. Yeah. But I, I was like this, when he's talking to me, he's like, there's a lot more important people in that room, certainly at that table, mm -hmm. but he, I feel like I'm the only one, Ed. Mm -hmm. And this is a quality that you have. Thank like, you. I can feel this. Thank you. Because I believe, like, you know, you go to events, you were talking about remembering names, and they're looking over your shoulder. Yes. And like, who else is important in this yes. room? And you know, yes. and everyone feels, especially women, they yes. feel like when your attention goes yeah. somewhere else, they, I, they know it right away. Yes. Or if it's not being distracted outside, you know they're not paying attention yes. because what are they doing? They're not listening. They're waiting for their turn to speak yes. or they're thinking how they're going to respond. Yes. Right? Another, another uh, habit of highly effective people, seek first to understand, you got it. then to be understood. Yeah. Most people, they want to be understood and they're thinking about all that and they're not... So powerful. And they're not interested. Said. They're just trying to be interesting. Yeah. The right? most... Oh my gosh. They're trying to be interesting. They're not interested. That's right. powerful. Let's just slow that down a little bit. The people whose company I enjoy the most 
who are some of the most influential people I've ever met have that exact skill set that yeah. you just described. They are less interested in being interesting and they are more interested in you. Right. That is a hundred thousand percent true. And Ed, yeah. to, to, just to ex an explanation more, like they're, they're present with yeah. you, you know what yeah. I mean? Like like you are, since mm -hmm. I walked through this door, you. you're, you're there and that's, that, and that's a trained skill. Sure. Listen, if you write the word listen on your phone or just in your notes mm -hmm. and then scramble the letters, it spells another word perfectly. Mm -hmm. It spells the word silent. And most Gosh. people, they can't, they're not silent. They're talking to themselves and they're distracting. And if you're talking to yourself and listening to a new person talk, mm. you can't listen to two conversations at once. Mm. You can't multitask. And by the way, just as a side note, there's a myth to multitasking. Everybody, I just have to address this. Give it, I know. Yeah, yes. because, and you know this, the yeah. science is saying, everyone who thinks you're doing two cognitive activities, I'm not mm. talking about riding a bike and chewing gum. Mm. I'm talking about two cognitive mm. activities. You're not really doing it. It's mm. called task switching. Mm -hmm. That when you go from one thing to another, what you're, you're making more mistakes, mm. science has shown this, you're mm. making more errors, and you're wasting time. Yeah. It takes anywhere from five to 20 minutes to regain your focus mm. and your flow. What it do you is. do? You hydrate because your brain's yep. mostly water. Yep. Even a two or three percent decrease in water mm -hmm. in your brain could, could reduce your reaction time, your My thinking goodness. ability. When you're fully hydrated, it boosts like 30% reaction time, thinking, hydrate, and then breathe, deep breathing, okay. right? Get those six deep breaths in. Okay. Actually, to create neurogenesis and neuroplasticity, mm -hmm. to literally just get smarter, mm -hmm. you need two things, novelty and nutrition. Just like if you want to build your body, you give it novelty, you work it out, okay. you know, and then you give it nutrition, you feed it, and then you rest. Okay. Because the rest is really important because that's where you consolidate short to long-term memory. True. So the O is observation. The U, I would go to use. And I'm doing okay. this on the spot because I know these are the principles. Right. But I would say, to remember a name, use the name in the conversation, okay. right? So you, somebody introduces themselves and you get it and you say it and you use it mm -hmm. because you want to make sure you heard it right. You don't want to mm -hmm. have a conversation with, with Ed and mm -hmm. say goodbye, Ted. Right, yes. you know, some people you're at a wedding, you're at an event, you, yes. it's, it's loud, you get distracted. Yes. Better to be corrected in the beginning. Okay. And then I'm not saying I'm not going to say use it a million times. Ed, you have a beautiful home. Ed, what do you want to talk I'm about? Ed, what do you want? That, that's abuse. Yep. But use it three or four times in the conversation. Now, yep. in the context of non-remembering names, use it because anything you learn, if you want to learn it better, okay. right? If you want to max out yep. with your ability to apply and you want to always think about how do I use this okay. obsessively. When you're reading something, how can I use this? When you're listening yeah. to podcasts, how can I use this instantly, right? Okay. So even people listening to this can be thinking, okay, I have this event tonight or I have this event tomorrow, which one am I, how am I gonna use this, okay. right? So I'm gonna use okay. it. And then finally the T in max out, I would say teach. Yeah. You know, intention, intent matters. Mm -hmm. Intent matters. And what I would suggest right. everybody do, and I would challenge everyone who's listening to do this, mm -hmm. because with challenge comes the change that mm -hmm. you need, right? I would challenge everybody who's listening, if you're really serious to use this and not just be like, oh, that was an entertaining show. I would say, think about somebody you wish was listening to this right now. Mm -hmm. And let's say you had to teach them tomorrow or teach them or give mm -hmm. a TED presentation on Monday mm -hmm. about the things. If you were to learn with the intention of teaching, would you focus better? Would you yeah. take better notes? Yeah. Would you ask better questions on social media? Mm -hmm. Right? You would own that information. And so when you teach something, oh my gosh, you get to so learn good, it twice. It's when so you good. teach something, you get to learn it twice. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when we grew up and we heard that phrase, those who can't do teach, like you can't do you know, business, so teach it in business school. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, there's a certain truth, but then also I always thought it wasn't a negative. I was like, wow, if I can't do it, teach it, and then I could do it. Yes. You know, I could get better at mm -hmm. it because when you teach it, you own it, and it becomes you. And you're not using their words, you're using your words. And yes. you, you, it becomes, you know, who you are. About 20 years ago, I got into the space of teaching people. And so since that time, everything I've listened to related to these topics, everything I've read, every seminar I've attended was, at the, was, was with the intention to teach it. That's beautiful. It, it's exactly what you just said. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm getting a double whammy every single time yeah. on all of these today. And having you here, I'm listening with the intent to teach these things. And you, and you, because it becomes you, and then that's a double benefit, double whammy, because mm -hmm. you, why learn anything? Number one, so you could benefit from it, but mm -hmm. why learn it also? So people you care about could benefit it too. I always believe is you learn to earn to return. Oh, that's so good. You learn, and then with the learning comes earning, mm -hmm. and then you could return, you could, you, could, you could pay it forward. That's brilliant. Um, let me address one thing about IQ, because I know I know. Yeah, I know, I, know. I saw your face yeah. when I said it, so I know you're I giving cringing. it to him. I just have to, because I, I, I have to, as your friend, I yeah. just want to make sure the standard is set yeah. for all of us, because we all need that coaching, is just, I believe there's a myth that IQ is, I, I don't think it has the value that people give mm -hmm. to it. 
Um, the IQ, the, re the two issues I have with IQ is number one, it's saying that when you take this test, whether you're six or 60, it's gonna be the same and it's fixed. That's, yeah. And I do not believe that. I, well, yeah, I, we've I, proven that, that's right. not true. You and can I study. literally can show anybody mm. how to do better on it because it's just how to learn, mm. how to learn things, mm. right? So I can show people how to game that. But the other thing is I don't think IQ is an accurate measure of intelligence mm. because even look, when you look at standardized tests, you know, when we grew up, we took the SATs, right? Mm. And what was that? Verbal and mathematical. Mm. Now, that test was like everything. It's like how you go to college and get a good job and everything else like that, that age, right? Yeah. My son's studying right now. Exactly, yeah. but here's the thing. That, that measures verbal intelligence and mathematical intelligence, it's important, mm -hmm. but it's also saying that that's all that's important. Right. And there's this theory out of, out of Harvard called multiple intelligence theory by Howard Gardner saying mm. there are way more intelligences, sure. right? And so what about visual spatial intelligence. Mm -hmm. People who are great artists mm -hmm. or architects, right. right? Or like the visual spatial, graphic mm -hmm. designers, mm -hmm. right? Is that, that's just as important as mm -hmm. anything else, mm -hmm. right? So it's what it's saying is you could improve this and yeah, there are other intelligence that are equally That's what you said earlier about there being multiple geniuses. Exactly. LeBron's James genius is that, different so, than Steve Jobs' exactly. genius. They're so, both geniuses. So kinesthetic intelligence. Right. If you're listening to this, please, Fall in love with your own genius, your yeah. own giftedness, your own brilliance, because you have it. And because it may not be math skills, right. or it may not be having a deep voice where uh, you have a great uh, ability to articulate thoughts, you've got all of these other, There, I think there are thousands, if not hundreds yeah. of thousands of types of intelligence and genius. Because we all meet magic people all the time. Yeah. And what makes you interesting and special is that's your magic. It's different yeah. than somebody else's. And I always do believe there's a method behind the magic. Mm. And you know, my, my life's work is seeing somebody who, who exhibits that and finding out that, hey, this is also available because we can learn this. It's a skill. Because when, when, when did you learn interpersonal intelligence? When, when in school do they teach that? Right. I wasn't, right? certainly wasn't born with it. And here's the question people say about their kids, about themselves, mm. about their team. It's, it's like how smart they are. Mm. They want to know how smart somebody is, but that's the wrong question. Remember, mm -hmm. questions are the answer. Mm. It's not how smart you are, it's how are you smart. Oh gosh, that's so good. It's not how smart your kids are, your team is, or anybody else. It's how are you smart, because you're right, there are multiple intelligence, there are multiple ways you could be a genius. That's brilliant. I, I want to share something with you, because it just happened this weekend, and I just, from my folks here too, I think one of mine is that I am present with people. Yeah. And I do observe people. And so it's really interesting because I think that's one of the things that I love about doing the show. And, and it was fascinating because I never gave any thought as to where that came from. Because, I mean, your brain brilliance comes from the fact that you had this damaged brain as a child. Yet it's one of your great gifts and one of the great things you're intelligent at, one of your, your, your geniuses. And so this weekend somebody had asked me, why do you think like on your show or even we were at a dinner, you're so present, you're listening. Where do you think that comes from? And I didn't know, I didn't, I thought about it. And I said, you know, I'm not sure, but you know, it's interesting. My dad was, my dad's sober 30 years now, but when I was a little boy, my dad was a, had a drinking problem. And I never knew as a little boy, which dad was gonna come through the front door at night. Hmm. And so unlike most kids who would run up and hug dad, I would observe dad when he came home. And wow. so when dad walked through the front door, I'd look at his physiology. I'd look at his eyes, his face, his, his lips. I'd listen to what his first few words were. And I think since I was about wow. a four-year-old little boy, I was sort of through that unfortunate circumstance in my family, I developed this intelligence of being present and really being with someone and, and understanding them mm. and connecting with them and seeing where they really were. And it's ended up serving me as a 47-year-old man with you here today. Wow, Isn't that interesting? And so many, for some of you listening, I would just say to you that sometimes some of your great genius could be coming from some of what you would think might be some of the more tragic events in your yeah. life or difficult events so in your build. life. So just think about that. And the self-talk also, you know, when I said, I had the, you know, at age nine, a teacher looked at me and said, that's the boy with the broken brain for the whole class. You know, and parents and adults have to be very careful because your external words become a child's internal words. Because every single oh. time I did bad on a quiz, on a test, or not pick for a sports team, which was all the time, I would say, oh, because I have the broken brain. That became my internal conversation. And I always tell people when they come to me and they say, I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough, I have a horrible memory. I always say, if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. Boy, if you boy. fight for your limitations, you argue for your limits, they're yours, right? Boy, boy. And here's the thing, your brain is like a supercomputer and your self-talk is a program it will run. So if you tell yourself you're not good at remembering names, you will not remember the name of the next person you meet because you program your supercomputer 
not to. They say the two most powerful words in the English language are also the smallest, I am. Because whatever you put after that, complete that sentence with, is gonna determine your destination, your, your destiny. I'm so glad you're saying this because this is typically said by like, you know what I mean too, right. by motivational people or inspiring people. Now we've got a brain person, science. science telling you this is a fact. So your identity is this. So let's say at a simple level, Let's say people want to change their behavior, they want to stop procrastinating. Yes. But their identity is, I'm a procrastinator. Yes. Ooh, that's gonna be a tough one. Yep. They want to change a behavior like, oh, I want to stop smoking. Mm -hmm. But their identity is, I am I'm a, a smoker. smoker. Wow, right. that's, that's gonna be a challenge, yes. right? So here's the thing, the reason why I bring these distinctions up is because it takes the, the self-loathing or the judgment out of it because you don't have to, if you're not good at something, you could say like, oh, you could address the level that, mm -hmm. that's holding you back. Mm -hmm. Finally, below the level of behavior, and this is a big one, is the is a level of environment. Environment, environment because mm -hmm. you could, the behavior is you wanna stop smoking, mm -hmm. but the environment is you're around a lot of smokers. smokers. Mm -hmm. Because it's not, here's the thing, the people you spend time with is the people you become. You know yeah, this, you yeah. teach this, because your mirror neurons are always imitating what's Whoa. around you. Whoa. And that's the thing. That's so I proof. wanna sensitize you to, because often the people that hold us back are the people that love us the most, you, you know, because you know why? They're like, oh, you're going to another event, you're listening to another podcast, why are you reading another book, spending all that money? <laughs> right. And they have good, they can have good intentions, sure. right? Because ultimately people are doing things for, you know, generally I believe for good so reasons, I, most people. but they can be sincere, but they can be sincerely wrong. Sincerely wrong, and I love the, I'm not this yet. Right. I also want to just repeat things that just, we just, you're, you say brilliant things one after the other, and so, this idea that as a parent, your external dialogue becomes your child's internal dialogue is just riveting. I mean, it's riveting. And it's also true, I think, of leaders and companies too. Your external dialogue about your company or about that individual can become their internal dialogue. So what you're saying matters so deeply. There are, there are six primary questions we learned in school. Five W's and one H, right? Okay. Now watch this. The identity level answers the question of who. Mm. The beliefs and values answer the question of why. The capabilities answer the question of how you do it. The behavior is the what, and the environment answers the question of when and where. It is fully aligned. And so I feel like we have natural genius in, inside of us, and if we, when this is aligned with this, mm -hmm. when people talk about their mind and their body yeah. and their values and their habits, when they're all aligned, things happen naturally, and they're not having forced. And my goal for everybody who's watching and listening to yeah. this is that they're smarter than they think. It's just we weren't taught how to do these things. Yeah. And when you're in congruence and in alignment, things happen, your natural superpowers, if you will, yes. come, out, come out organically and yeah. are not forced. Boy, that's, man, brother, that's so good. I'm processing all of this with you. Um, they'll be mad at me if I don't ask you a, a tactical question. Absolutely. So can you give them, I'm gonna get a couple more things, yeah. but thank you for taking the extra time. They'll, they'll be, I'll, get, I'll get DMs and emails if I don't ask you. That's Tactically great. ask him a, a specific tactic to remember a name. Yeah. So I have Max out. Perfect. Do you do an association when you remember someone's I do, name? I do. Okay. Um, really fast, I would say be suave. Be suave, I'll give you really quick. Be is believe. Right, believe you can, believe you can't, you're okay. right. So stop the negative self-talk, okay. right? So that, that, that's obvious. The second thing is E is exercise. We already talked about the power yeah. of exercise, practice. Okay. Because the bad news is it takes practice to learn someone's name. The good news, not as much as you think. Okay. Like I'm really good at names, mm -hmm. but after practicing for a couple months, it's just become second nature, okay. right? Just like parking a car or learning how to type, you do it without thinking. The swab is this. S stands for say the name. When tactically, when you meet somebody, you say their name okay. back to them, okay. right? Because you make sure you observe it correctly. The U is you use the name. Okay. Use it three or four times, we talk about that. The A is you ask about a name. This is really great, Ed, when you meet somebody whose name you haven't heard before. Okay. You meet someone named Afzal or Ridiger. Mm. What can you ask about a person's name? You already said this, you already said it. it's not travel, entrepreneurship, what's everyone's favorite subject? Mm. It's themselves. Mm. So what can you ask about a person's name? How do you spell it? Where's it from? You know, what does it mean? I was doing this training at the, at the country's largest life insurance company. 100 people in the room. The training director's name was Nankita. And I was like, in front of the whole group, I was like, that's a beautiful name. How do you spell it? Where's it from? What does it mean? She paused. I was like, Nankita, what does it mean? She looked at all her coworkers and says, she said it means graceful falling waters. And I was like, wow. And then her coworkers gave that kind of reaction, like a novelty. And I was like, wait a second, how long have you worked here? She was like, you know, X amount of years. With these people? Yeah, yeah, a lot of them are good friends are at my wedding. I was like, out of the hundred, I was like, raise your hand if you knew that's what her name meant. Out of a hundred people, how many people raised their hand? Zero, zero. Wow. zero. Wow. 
And talk about like caring, that became like a 10 year client, right? Because that's the power of a name, okay. the emotion, right? Okay. So ask about a person's name. Okay. And then V in B Suave stands for visualize. And here's a real tactical thing. Okay. We tend to be better with faces than names. Right, aren't you? You you, go, you meet a lot of people. Sure, so right? People you. come and you meet somebody. You know, you, you say to them, "I remember your face, but I forgot your name." You never go to someone and say the opposite. You never go to someone. I remember your name, but I forgot your face. <laughs> uh, that wouldn't so make true. any sense. Yes. But here's the reason why: for neurological, your visual cortex is a lot larger than other mm. parts of your brain, so you tend to remember what you see. Okay. Now, if you tend to remember what you, there's a Chinese proverb that goes, "What I hear, I forget. What I see, I remember. What I do, I understand. What I hear, I forget. I heard the name, I forgot the name. What I see, I remember. I saw the face, I'll remember." the face what I do going back to practice and exercise okay. I understand okay. so if you tend to remember what you see try seeing what you remember so quick visual aid is this play Pictionary a person's name for example is mark take a split second and put a check mark on their forehead and you're like Jim that's so childish yeah. who are the fastest learners on the planet children children yes how fast can they learn a musical instrument how fast can they learn another language mm. right they're sponges and part of how they remember names is they make fun of people mm. like they go to somebody and you're like you know they go to some Someone named Jason and Jason the Basin, yeah. right? And all of a sudden, like Jason's in therapy for years, not yeah. knowing because you know, he was teased. But that's how you learn: banana, yeah. fana, faux fana. You yes. learn through through imagery, right? Okay. And they make fun. And so, that, remember, more emotion too. Yes. Information emotion. you forget. Information combined with emotion. Okay. So, person's name is Mary. Imagine you meet someone named Mary. Handshake break. Imagine she's getting married, or she's carrying two lambs mm. under her arms. Mm. And here's the thing: it overcomes in business what I call the six-second rule. Six, somebody tells you something important in a conversation mm -hmm. or their name, you have six seconds to do something with it, otherwise what happens? You lose it. It's gone. Out of your working memory, short-term memory, it's gone. Got it. So this helps you to focus uniquely on both the person and also the name. So if a person's name, so for example, is, is let's say Carol. Imagine they're singing Christmas carols. Yes. Right? A person's name is is Mike. Imagine them jumping on the table singing on a microphone for a split second. Mm -hmm. And then when you say goodbye to them 20 minutes later, you're like, oh that guy was sitting on the you know karaoke on the microphone. What's his name? Mike. Mike. Right? Because it glues it. And then by the way, it's it's a short term because once you know the person's name is, is mm -hmm. Ed or Athena or Mike or whatever, what will happen he is- He just named everybody here. Sorry, sorry. So you know, once once you do that, then the pictures disappear because you know it. You just need something to glue it because there's three parts to your memory. You encode the information, you store the information, then you retrieve the information. But most people can't retrieve it because they're not encoding in a way that makes it memorable. Oh my gosh. So you make it visual, you make it fun and interesting. Okay. So if a person's name is John, you can imagine whatever. Yeah, right, right. And then finally, that's the V. The <laughs> right. E in SWAV stands for end. Okay. You always end the conversation using their name, saying goodbye using their name. Because if you could walk into a room of strangers and leave saying goodbye to 20 strangers by name, mm. who are they all going to remember? You. They're gonna remember. And oh that's my. a standout skill. Because it's not just what you know. Yes, yes you can yeah. learn faster. It's not only who you know, but it's also who knows you. Who knows you. And who's going to remember you. That that's is a standout awesome. skill. That is awesome, awesome. And the six second rule, if you don't use it, you lose it. So do something within the first yeah. seconds. That is brilliant. There are a few obstacles to effective reading. So let's go through them really quickly. Number one, what keeps me from reading slow is lack of education. You're not born with the ability to read. Nobody is. Right. And so we learned it through class, mm -hmm. through a training, right? Mm -hmm. But when's the last time you took a class called a reading? How old were you? Uh, probably six. Six or seven right, years right, old, right? right? Exactly. Right. So we are still, every single person watching this, for the most part, we're still reading like we're a six or seven year old. Whoa. Because that's the last time we had training in that one area, mm. right? The difficulty mm. demand has increased tremendously, but mm. we're still reading like a six year old. Mm. So that's number one, get the proper education, lack of education. Number two, lack of focus. We could all relate to this. Yeah. You read a page in a book, you get to the end, just forget what you just read. Of course. Because your attention is everywhere, your mind wanders, you're mm -hmm. thinking about the dry cleaning, the clients, everything, the kids. So here's the thing. Um, you just mentioned that if you read faster, you feel like you wouldn't retain as much yeah. and understand but as much. I know much. it's not true. It's not, mm -hmm. it's, it's not, because we weren't taught differently, mm -hmm. right? And so what I would say is, the fastest, so I think it's a, it's a myth being spread around by slow readers that if you read faster, you wouldn't understand as much yep. because it's a lie. Mm -hmm. and, I, and this is interesting because we have online academy, right, mm -hmm. of uh, speed reading, and we have students in over 180 countries. So we have a lot of data. And we found the fastest readers actually have the best comprehension mm -hmm. because they have the best focus. Okay. So here's it, this is a metaphor. Your brain is this incredible supercomputer, but when you read, you feed this supercomputer one word, at mm. a time. Mm. Metaphorically, 
you're starving your mind. Okay. Right. And even if we were to talk like that through mm -hmm. this conversation, it would be like eight days to right. Get, right. And what would happen to people very quickly if they were talking that slow? Their mind would wander. They would fall asleep. Mm -hmm. They would think about other things. Great. They would just they do. And isn't that, mm -hmm. aren't those the same exact things that yes. happen when you read? Yes. Your mind wanders, yes. you fall asleep, you start thinking about other things. Yes. Because if you don't give your brain the stimulus it needs, mm -hmm. it'll seek entertainment elsewhere in the form of distraction. Got it. Third obstacle, this is the big one, subvocalization. Yeah. Okay, this is the big one. By far, we're talking about your inner voice. Subvocalization means, you ever notice when you're reading something, you hear the inner voice inside mm -hmm. your head reading along with mm -hmm. you? You hear that, hopefully it's your own voice, it's not like somebody else's <laughs> voice. The reading why it keeps you reading slow, the reason why is because if you have to say all the words to understand them, you can only read as fast as you could speak. And that, that this, this is mind-blowing to me, sub-vocalization. Vocal speech, sub, like a submarine, inner speech. If you're saying the words to understand what you're reading, you're doing it not right, because New York City, you don't have to say the word New York City or computer to understand what those, just like when you're driving, you see a stop sign, you don't say to yourself, stop. 95% mm. of the words, do you understand what that stop sign means yes, though? Yes, 95% yes. of words are words you've seen before, you don't have to pronounce the words. Mm. You know, leaders are readers, right? Mm -hmm. You read a lot, Tony Robbins read a lot, you know, like Oprah reads a lot, Bill Gates reads a lot, like John F. Kennedy, you know, leaders are readers, he was a very fast reader. Mm -hmm. He was said to have read every morning six newspapers with one cup of coffee. Mm. Most people, it's the opposite. It takes like six, six cups, cups of coffee <laughs> to get through like a newspaper, right? And that's the challenge. But he's, you know, he's, let's say, you know, he said to read 800 to 1,000 words a minute. But if he could talk at, the average talking to people about 200, 250 words okay. per minute, there are like 700 words per minute he's not pronouncing, right? Mm. You don't have to pronounce words you've seen before, but that's how we were taught as a kid. Boy. Like a lot of what accelerated learning is, just like success, is unlearning. Bad mm. habits. When you were a kid, you had to say the words out loud because the teacher mm -hmm. needed to know you're pronouncing the words phonetically correctly. Mm -hmm. But later on, remember this, your teacher said, read quietly to yourself, yeah. read silently to yourself. And that's when you took that external voice and you put it internal there, mm -hmm. and it's been there ever since. Here's, here's a point. When we listen to podcasts or audiobooks, how many people like to listen to it at 1.5 yeah. or 2x or 3x? And they can understand it too. Yes. You can't talk that fast though. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, right? Yeah. And so that's why, Subvocalization is saying, basically, if you're subvocalizing, your reading speed is limited to your talking speed, not your thinking speed. Boy. You can understand so much Boy. more, so much faster, but you can't talk that fast. Okay. It's a bad habit we picked up as a kid. Mm. So we did a whole podcast on how to reduce subvocalization, okay. right? And or our programs, like over 21, 30 days, we teach people methodically how to do it because there's a difference than a tip than a, than a training. Sure, of course. Fourth obstacle, I would say, and then we go to solution regression. It's a very bad habit we picked up as a kid. Regression is back skipping. You ever notice you read something, you go back and reread words, yes. or you reread a whole line by accident? Yes. You know, upwards of 20, 25% of time can be spent rereading words. Okay. So how do you, now, now I'm gonna give you just one tip on how to overcome this, which okay. will make a big difference. This tip is gonna help you read 25 to 50% faster with better focus. Right. Now that's a huge return because like, like, like on average, our online program, 300% increase. I know right now people are like, okay, how do I get more information from this person? And yeah. so I want to make sure they know where to go find you. The first one is you've referenced this podcast that you have. Yeah. And I'm a subscriber. There's just stuff every single time you're on yeah. there that is valuable. And I like that oftentimes it's not even very long. Oftentimes it's just digestible yeah. stuff. So how do they find your podcast? So on anyone's podcast app, search my name, Jim, K-W-I-K. And that is his and real name, by the I way. I didn't change it to do it. My father's name, my grandfather's name. It's my life was pretty much planned out. So go get your podcast. Um, and then podcast. Or they go to, go to, the best way is actually go to quickbrain.com, K-W-I-K brain.com. There are actually videos on speed reading, remember names. I take a live audience up there and they do that. Yep. And then links to, all my links to podcasts are there. So for podcasts and, and your website, both are also where they can get involved with your programs too if they choose to, Certainly. correct? And then also you've yeah. got a great Instagram account. Yeah, so. I mean the podcast episodes also, we've done episodes on the top 10 brain, brain foods, mm -hmm. how to change your habits, how mm -hmm. to change your limiting beliefs. Everything that has to do with cognition, we do yes. it in 10 or 15 minutes. Okay. So brain hacks are busy, people will learn faster. Brain more. hacks are awesome. And then, I love your Instagram. Thank you. You know, I love and yours. I, I, it's it's so wonderful. And so I do the lives and the Q and A's that are there. Yep. 
And so we like to post things that are just uh, brain hacks. His, his Instagram is, you, you, you're going to get addicted to it. It's outstanding. Like so yours. Please. And I would challenge people again, ending with this, to take a screenshot of this episode, mm -hmm. tag us both on there, and then share. Remember, what you teach, you get to learn twice and you yes. own it. Share your big ahas or your questions. And I'll actually, I'll repost some of my favorite. So do I. So do I. Yeah. So please do that, everybody. Take a screenshot, tag both of us, tell us what your biggest takeaway was. So in finishing, um, you know, people, when we're done here, they're going to wish I wish, you know, I'd ask you so many more things. We got right. so much done today, but you're such a, you know, just a wealth of knowledge. It's unbelievable. I but hope people take pictures even of their notes. I'd be curious if I, they tag I would love that. To. They're going to be long. I can tell you yeah. that because we've covered so much today and thank you. But I think probably, you know, one of the things that I think most people that are listening to this, they're trying to change things, right. whether that be a habit or change their life in general. And you're an expert at this. If someone said they got, I always do this, they got two minutes with Jim Quick. Yeah. They ran into you at your Starbucks and you were as busy as you are. You said, I'll give you two minutes. Yeah. And they could ask you something. I think the vast majority of the people would say, I want to change something in my life, whether that be a habit or the external results in my life. Yeah. I want to create a change. What would you say to that person? Where do they begin? What would be a step they could take? What would be a thought they would have yeah. in order to create change? So the obvious thing to say is, is lifelong learning. Commit yourself to lifelong learning, but that would be preaching the choir. Because if someone's watching this right now or listening to this, yeah. you know, they, they are exceptional. And mm -hmm. I, I applaud anyone who's mm -hmm. made it all the way to the end. Yeah. What I would say is self-love is not selfish. I feel like the biggest mm -hmm. challenge people have in life is this fear that they're not enough. Yeah. And I believe that's what holds us back. Mm -hmm. And People talk about themselves in relationships, and I think we grow a lot in our intimate relationships because they're a mirror to us. And I also feel like you have to fall in love again with the person in the mirror who has been through so much, but is still standing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And when's the last time, you know, learning in love, I, I always wish people, you know, this year and their days before lots of life, lots, yeah. lots of love, lots of laughter, and lots of learning. But I think they go hand in hand. Mm. And self-love, it's kind of, I, I don't want to, you know, people could put it into a, a hold hands and sing kumbaya. Yeah. But I'm saying do the things that you would do for yourself. Because I feel mm. like we're only happy when two things happen. This is my, my advice. Mm. Number one, you need the curiosity to know yourself. Mm. Right? Because that's self-awareness. Mm. That's why we meditate. That's why we journal. That's why we listen to things. It's self-reflection. We yeah. have intimate relations. We build businesses because they put us through tests and shows us who we really are. Mm. So have the curiosity to know yourself. But once you know yourself, you need the courage to be yourself. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's a different game. Totally different game. You know, and a lot of us, you know, when, when we're looking back again, we don't want to have those, those regrets yes. and the, the expectations of other people. Mm. And that's, that's where I think people could, they, they limit themselves. So I would mm. say my advice to somebody right mm. now is to make sure you dedicate time every single day to self-care. Mm. You know, and really spend the time to not only know yourself, but give yourself permission to really be yourself. Because I feel like everyone makes smart goals, right? They're specific and they're measurable and yeah. they're action oriented and they're, 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 they're realistic and they're mm. time bound. And I'm, I'm all for that, mm. setting goals. But also make them heart goals. Remember I talked about the power of the heart? Yes. You know, make them H healthy. In every area of your life, mm. make sure that they're, they're healthy in, in your, the ecology of your life. Mm. I would also say E, make them enduring. You know, make them enduring so as we go through hard times, which invariably will, sure. in business and in life and relationships and health, make sure that they, they're inspiring enough to be able to get you through those hard times. The A is make them alluring. Yeah. Alluring mean they pull you, right? They, yeah. they, like, when, they're so attractive, they just like, yeah. get you out of, the, out, of, out of bed, they're alluring. The R is relevant, meaning you wanna make them relevant because a lot of people set goals, but are they solving a personal problem for you? Are they really relevant to your particular values in life mm. and in relationships and business? And finally, the T, I think it's the most important one when you're setting goals, make them your truth. Because so many people, they're setting goals and a vision that's not really theirs. They picked it up from their parents. You know, they're doctors because their parents were doctors or they picked up from the Joneses yes. or, or something outside, you know. Mm. Know your truth and live from, live from there. Man, I didn't expect that to be your answer and that was a wonderful, beautiful answer. I Thank knew you. it would be incredible, but you went down a road there that's uh, very interesting to me. I gotta tell you, today was just, so exceeded uh, my expectations. And you I know my expectations were up here for today. So this is one of the few people that have been on the show, you guys, just so you know, that I had to 
pursue pretty hard. Not that he didn't want to do it, but he's a difficult yeah. man to get with. And so I'm so grateful that I continued to chase you because I personally got so much out of today's program. And so thank you so much, Jim, for being here today. I'm yeah. very, very grateful to you, and I'm really excited about our new friendship, I'm, I'm, too. This has been, um, I have goosebumps. I call them truth bumps. <laughs> yes. It's, this is something I've always looked forward to, mm. and this, the timing was really right. Mm. I applaud you for the cape that you wear, because you're not just superhuman. Everyone knows you're superhuman in business and physically and, and in relation to everything that you do, mm. but you're also a superhuman. Oh, thank you, You know, And that, that really is, that, that I feel like really matters. Okay. Coming from you, and, that's, that yeah. means a whole I mean, I believe your life, our lives are like an egg. Mm. That if an egg is broken by an outside force, life ends. But if it's broken by an inside force, life begins. Ooh, and all great things begin on the inside. Hey, everybody. Listen, I know you enjoyed today's program. I'm sure you did. And if you did, I would like you to do that screenshot. Tag the both of us. Tell us about what you got out of it. Also, tell us about your biggest takeaways as well. And I want to remind you that every single day on Instagram, when I make a post, I love to do the max out two-minute drill, which means that all you got to do is make a comment within the first two minutes when I make a post, and you win such wonderful opportunities. Every day we select a winner. It could be a coaching call with one of my guests. It could be with me, my book, Jim's book. It could be max out gear. But every day, all you got to do is make a comment on my main feed on Instagram within the first two minutes with a hashtag max out and you're involved in a daily drawing. If you miss the first two minutes, we got another campaign. Just make a comment every day. At the end of the week, we look at who commented every single day and we select the winner from there as well. And I'd love to interact with you because I bring you some of the most incredible people in the world who are maxing out their lives. You learned about today both the science and the art of peak performance. And I'm so grateful to Jim today. I'm grateful for all of you that subscribe. Please share this with people that you love and care about and believe in and continue to max out your life. God bless you. This is The Ed Milet Show.